Hi, and welcome to another episode of the By Your Side podcast, the property podcast to help you make smarter property buying decisions. Now, my name is Michelle May, and I am the principal of Michelle May Buyers Agents here in Sydney. I'm not sure if you remember, but in episode 35, James O'Brien was my guest. Now, James is a broker at Shaw Finance, and we work together on a regular basis with some of our clients. And we were talking about releasing equity and what you need to do if you're a mom and dad, for example, on a property and they want to help you out. And we touched a little bit on valuations. Now, I record this at home on an online program and that day the recording wouldn't stop. So much to my surprise, it actually recorded James and I's conversation after we had sort of finished that episode. And we continue talking about valuations because James and I are both passionate on that subject, as you'll hear in a minute. Now, it was such a good conversation with some real interesting points that James made and my point of view as well that I thought I didn't really want you to miss out on it. So here's the episode. I hope it's helpful. Let me know what you think. The valuation story is real. It's the most, it's the most, I think it's the most flawed or subjective part of the lending process. And I would have to agree 100% because so often when clients have gone unconditional and then the valuer comes out, they're not even local. They don't even know Mm, the local market. And I was talking to one of them, a young young kid who also did private valuation Mm -hmm. so you could book him. He was saying that in a day he'd have to do like a crazy amount, which left him literally with half for about half an hour per property Mm -hmm. to value a property and going out there and all this time. Mm. I mean, you know, our pricing research, we take three to four hours, mm. if not more, mm. per property to mm. ensure that the price range we put on it mm. is accurate, mm. you know? Is that, and that, is that means, before you even visit the property? No, no, no. We So, I will In, have including. the property. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, you can so do two I'm, a day. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, what I do, so how I work is because I've got a, Naomi, my assistant, she's my research person. So, I go mm. to a property and then yep. if the client likes it, I go and say her what the parameters are. So, if it's a two bed, two bath, one car apartment, I'll say to her, okay, it's this square meters on title so we first look in the building we go back mm. two years to see what's happening in the building because you know some buildings perform differently than others right adjacent yep. depending on whether it's art deco or just a really well managed mm. building or you know what i mean like particularly in Once, places like yeah. point yep. uh, or the city where people just upgrade within the, in the building because they love it so much mm-hmm. the three sisters on victoria street is one one such case for example and then we look at the recent sales in the suburb and then we look at what ha- what's happened to the median of the suburb since those sales occurred, mm. and then we adjust it accordingly. Mm. Clever. And then we Clever. do summation valuation. So we go, what's superior, what's inferior, what's comparable? And then it's not an exact science, you know, mm. because particularly when there's a view involved or a school catchment area or a- mm. They're all, so a lot, and a lot of those go, are things that, that core logic's not going to pick up on because no, like no. core logic's not going to observe the view or no. the newly renovated interior um, exactly. or the, you know, the new water system has been put in or whatever. And they're yeah. all things if the- Totally, yeah. And yeah, so, absolutely. yeah, I've, I've had desktop valuations that have been done by a bank and yeah. the, you know, it has core logic because essentially the desktop valuations are really drawing majority of their information from core logic. Yeah. So yeah. it's picking up the configuration of the property. 
two bed, yeah. two bath, one car, comparing it to other two bed, two bath, one car. Yeah. Then I get a valuer to go out there, valuer on behalf of the same bank. I've said, I don't want, I don't want to use this desktop. I want a valuer to go and have a look because the clients mm. have spent money on the property. Yeah. And again, there can be a two, $300,000 variance. Yeah. You know, clients have spent a hundred grand fitting the place out. CoreLogic yeah. hasn't noticed the view of the water that the property has. And uh, when a valuer turns up, they go, oh, I know what people are going to pay for this. They're going to yeah. pay more. And then even yeah. then you get several valuers to go out and they've got different kind of, you know, different levels. But it's interesting yeah. to hear the amount of work that you guys put into it compared to a valuer who's making the decision yeah. for a lender. They pop out yeah. and they've got, how much time did you say? Half an hour per property? That's what he was telling me. Yeah. Like at the height of, you know, the boom. Yeah, busy period. He literally had about half an hour to evaluate a property, which is yeah, to wow. me is just insane. And also on top of which, if you're not a local valuer, if you're not regularly in a particular patch, how the bloody hell are you supposed to know? Mate, there's no you know, way. Because, and this is exactly time. why I don't cross the bridge, for example. Yeah, because yeah, Because I yeah. don't feel yeah. confident yeah. evaluating property. Yeah. in that location because I don't know enough. I'm not there often enough. Yeah. You know, it seems mind-boggling that the industry, but then you see with those valuations, you know, have you noticed that in the last period of time, like the risk, the risk has been dialed, has been dialed up? Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Although I will say the the process for a valuation on a purchase, totally different to the process for evaluation of an equity release. Equity release yeah. or a refinance, you've got the value going out there and that's when they come back at all different amounts because the, the valuer is actually giving the property the fair market value based on yeah. their research and knowledge. Whereas for a purchase, 99.9% of the time, they are just issuing a value at the contract price. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. They just go out. And so I think yeah. the vast majority of the time, if it's for a purchase, they will look at comparable sales in the area and go, oh, look, it's within it's within 20%. It's either 10% higher or 10% lower of the mm-hmm. average. That's fine. We're happy with that. Mm-hmm. We'll say, yes, this property is worth 1.5 or 2.5. And they'll mm-hmm. just, they'll essentially, it's just rubber stamping a contract of sale. Which it irks me as well. Because yeah, does it? <laughs> it does. Yes, because I tell you what, I've been <laughs> to so many auctions over the years where I've just like yeah. literally internally have gone, please stop bidding, please stop bidding, please stop bidding. <laughs> because, li- no, but because I see two, it's not worth this. two not- cockfighters, you know, yeah. both yeah. dads, going toe-to-toe and the property goes literally, I've seen people white as a sheet afterwards, you know, and and then yet it gets the seal of approval because it was fair market value at auction. That makes a massive assumption that everyone who goes to auction is a sane person. Yeah. (laughs) You're not... (laughs) This yeah, is the is, whole that's, reason that's a, that's why I have a business. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. um, people recognize the fact it's a highly emotive yeah. environment, stressful environment, right? So I hear, I've, I'm fortunate I haven't had that happen to me. I've heard stories from colleagues mm. where they have looked after the finance for people in those auction sort of situations. And, and valuations for purchases do come back low. I had two in 2021, yeah. the crazy year of you know, 20% okay. price increase. But they were both, like one of them, the valuation came back $30,000 lower than what they'd paid. My client had excess borrowing capacity and excess cash. And they went, you know what? Take 30 grand. We'll just borrow a bit less money. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. The other one was in a rural area where there wasn't a comparable sale for 24 months. So the valuation oh, came gosh. back much lower. 
but again, it was fine. Wow. The, the, you know, my yeah. client was borrowing at like 50% or something, so, so it didn't matter. But, yeah. but you, do, you do get it from time to time. Unfortunately, I haven't had any of those full-on ones, but I have heard of people paying four mil and then the valuation comes back at three and a half. And that would, mate, so, so I don't, you know, and I can't remember how problems like that, I can't remember the solutions that, that my, my colleagues have applied, but it would be, first and foremost, you'd just go to other banks and get other valuations done. Mm. That would be your first oh, problem you solved. Oh, my God. Super stressful. I have to, I'm very proud to say that none of our, my valuations or none of our pricing research, because I'm not allowed to call it valuation because I'm not a valuer, but mm. none of our pricing research for myself or my team has ever come back. In my career, I've never had it's always it been on. that evaluation. Yeah, yeah. always yeah, on the money. Good. And well, the one thing that people get disappointed about, they go, well, the valuation came back for exactly what we paid for it. I, I was expecting yeah. research <laughs> that we were going to get a valuation that was yeah. higher. And I'm like, it's not what happened. yeah, but that would be like giving you instant equity. They're not going to do that. I'm no, like, oh, no, no. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 So it's like, ah, you, you don't get the bonus, yeah. but yeah. but the fact that it's, you know, come back on the money is that's all we need to know, right? It's the same um, thing when someone's bought, bought, you know, a house in a fire sale, they've gone, mm. you know, like I, I paid, you know, 1.5 for a property that should be worth 1.8. And then the valuation yeah. comes back in at 1.5 and they go, what? Yeah. No way. I'm sure I got a better deal. You're like, no, mate, that's not how it works. The value <gasps> yeah, just I wants mean, to I, agree yeah. with what you've paid. Yeah. Like, I mean, okay. look, I mean, for us, it's all about the client. Like the client yeah. needs to be happy and we need to know that we've done a good job and, yeah. you know, and we know how well we've done. But yeah. the ultimate icing on the cake for me is when local agents call me and go, did you buy that? Like how the hell did you buy it for that money? And, well <laughs> you know, that's what I'm like, that's yes, we've done our job. That's the big win. That's mm. the, yeah, it's the icing on the cake on mm. top of a, a very <laughs> happy client. Mm. But, mm. Mm. And there you have it. When you put a buyer's agent and a mortgage broker in a room together and they're really passionate about what they do, they just keep talking even after they think they've stopped the episode. I hope you found this episode helpful, a little look behind what's really going on in the industry. If you have any questions, as for always, hit me up on hello at buyyourside.com.au. I would love to hear from you. Did you know I'm also on TikTok? I do some videos on there with things that I just come across on a day-to-day -day basis and would love to get your like or follow on there as well. It's by your side underscore. And thanks again for listening. Till next time.